The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong Podcast. The Living Strong Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Living Strong Podcast. My name is Kim Sellers. This here is a platform for those living with multiple sclerosis to learn, to educate, to create, to um, just simply get to know one another, learn what issues are important, then just a chance for them to simply converse. Alrighty, and... um, you know, there's so much talk about many, many of different medications that many times that those that have been diagnosed with MS are starting to learn more of. But before we even go into newer medications, let's just go back. First of all, we are joined by, of course, the one and only Dr. Robert Richardson, who is over at UH, University Hospitals, right here in Northeast Ohio. Dr. Richardson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. You know, Doc, I, I can't help but think, back when I was diagnosed in 1992, I know it's a long time ago, I know, but I'm here. So I thank God for that. But, you know, it's just, it was always amazing back then that they didn't seem to know a whole lot about MS at that time. But as a matter of fact, I believe Avenex was like just, um, um, it had just been approved by the FDA to go on the market. And it was a big deal. So talk to me about medications from back in the day and how those have changed as we are here in 2023. Wow. Yeah, I have to say, Things have definitely changed from from back then. And today, there are 19, that's right, 19 medications um, approved by the FDA for treatment of multiple sclerosis. Wow. And, I mean, there are 19. And when I started medical school in 1990, there was nothing. Mm. So we and we've gone, we've moved really quickly as far as treatment in multiple sclerosis, um, and that's that's re- that's really a good thing. Now, none of the none of these, of course, is is the holy grail. The holy the holy grail is remyelination therapy. Gotcha. But um, there and and there's still there's still ongoing research about that. But um, but right now um, we. We know we know that multiple sclerosis is um, is caused by a reaction of the immune system against your own body, and that and that's what even the more modern treatments are related to. So let's get right into the nitty gritty. Let's talk about some of these new medications. Nineteen, that's quite a bit. Are some of those for the MS? Like as a whole, or are some of those just uh, medications for symptoms? You know, how does all that work when you say nineteen? 
medications on the market now? Well, the main the main issue the main issue with multiple sclerosis is is modifying the disease, and so all, and so all the treatments that uh, all the most of the treatments we have are called together disease modifying therapy, mm-hmm. and the, and the, and what's being modified mostly is the, is the immune system, and you can you can you can kind of divide you can divide, kind of divide up the the newer medications into into three groups. Um, you know, first, uh, you guys you guys may have heard about about oxidative stress. Okay. Um, too many too many free radicals in the system, and and in um, in multiple sclerosis in particular, if there's too much oxidative stress, then um, that that can kill that can kill the cells that make myelin. Along with uh, along with other brain and, and other central nervous system um, cells, so so we so we have a class of medications that deals with that. Then we have then we have uh, we have something called S1P receptor modulators. Hmm. Um, in plain English, what these medications do is to is to prevent your white blood cells from leaving your lymph glands. Now you're, you can you can sometimes feel your lymph nodes when they get a little swollen. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, your um, a lot of your immune system is based there. And your white blood cells often come from them. Now, the white blood cells are the blood cells that that are involved in your immune system. And if you keep those white blood cells from leaving the lymph glands, then they can't attack myelin. So that's how that group of medication works. Hmm. And then last, then last we have we have um, monoclonal antibodies. Now you've you've probably heard something about monoclonal antibodies in the news, and they're used in all so they're used to treat all sorts of, of medical problems. They're used to, they're they're used to treat cancer. They're used to treat um, they're used to treat migraines. They're used um, they're used to treat um, other immune disorders like um, like uh, lupus. And psoriasis, etc. You see ads for you see ads for them, but, um, but, um, when used for those other conditions on TV all the time. But now, um, but now there are there there are three of them that are on the market specifically for multiple sclerosis. And, mm. um, and the way the and the way those those monoclonal antibodies work in MS is that um, you know an antibody binds to something. And it and it tells the immune system, "Hey, attack that." Well, what these anti what these antibodies do is to bind to immune cells, and it causes other immune systems to kill the immune response. And by killing the immune response, you stop, um, you stop the reaction against the myelin. So those so those are so those are the three those are, those are the three overall, and. Um, um, the, um, the medications in these groups, um, you, may, um, you may have heard of Pecfidera, which is which yes. is um, dimethyl fumarate. Well, there are a couple of newer agents in that in that class that um, that that reduce oxidative stress. There's um, Bumerity and um, Bathyrtam. So yeah, those, yeah, both of those are real mouthful, but but that's but that's what you know. Those are medications that 
help to reduce oxidative stress. They scoop up, they help to kind of scoop up the free radicals, and by scooping up those free radicals, it, um, it, it helps to prevent cell death. So we're talking with Dr. Robert Richardson right now, who is a neurologist over at University Hospitals. And he's educating or, or trying to give us some knowledge about many of the new medications that are out there now for multiple sclerosis. So, Doc, so you, you get a new patient in your office, and they're learning about um, MS. How do you decide what medication might be right or might be suitable for that particular patient? Now that that's one of now that's one of the advantages of having nineteen different medications. We can cho- we can choose based on what sort of response we want we want to we want to see. We can choose based on whether whether someone is comfortable with taking pills or giving injections. We can tell, and, and with the newer medications, it's important. It, um, it's important to, to know that that they treat the more progressive forms of multiple sclerosis. So now, knowing what type of multiple sclerosis someone has, um, whether it's just relapsing remitting, which is the most benign kind, um, or secondary progressive or primary progressive, that that determines what you can use. I was going to say, so let me just speak for many of the patients out there because I know exactly what they're thinking, and that is there are so many medications out there that we almost feel like we're being um, kind of like an experiment project, just, you know, hoping and praying that this or that one will work and not really sure or confident in what the outcome could be. How do you ease their mind? I mean, how do you talk with the patient? How do you educate them on what and when it's safe? And if that medication does not work, is it okay to start something new without it um, you know, affecting the progress of your MS? And absolutely, that, that's, something, that's something we have to do on a regular basis. Now, I, t- I tell people every day, if I knew 100% I was 100% certain what medication was, was going to help you, I wouldn't be in the office because I would have used my clairvoyance to okay. go hit the lottery. Then I'd be, then I'd be living in Aruba. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. That would be a nice place. But, um, so the best, um, the, the, fir- the, first thing, the first thing we do is to, de- is to decide what sort of multiple sclerosis someone has because 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 where you start depends on what type of MS. So if someone has say secondary progressive multiple sclerosis where they're having a flare up and not quite coming back to where they were, these are these are people who might do well on on Sopranomod or which is Mazin or Zaposia. One of one of the newer medications which are which are specifically, which have been specifically found to be helpful in that situation, or if someone has, or if someone has primary progressive multiple sclerosis, where they have one symptom or two symptoms and they're continually going downhill, this is someone who might, this is someone who might benefit from from Ocrevus or 
um, or kick symptoms. You know, those, those are those are the monoclonal antibodies um, that, that I mentioned. So that so that so that's really so that's really the first step. That's the mm-hmm. first step. Mm, what's the second step? And the second, well, the, um, the second step, of course, is, well, the second step is um, is, ba- is basic blood work to, to ensure that people are safe to use these medic these medications. Mm, you know, we have no. we have to be. Sure. So, what are you looking for, though? What What are you looking for? Well, we're looking. Well, we're looking. We're looking mostly at um, at where your at where your white blood cells are now. So we'll check. So we'll check blood count, and we look at and we look at liver function, because many of these medications um, are broken down in the liver. And so, if your if your immune system is already suppressed somewhat, then then you're not you're not really a good you're not the best candidate for for medications that um, that prevent white blood cells from leaving the lymph glands, because at that point you need. You need every white blood cell that you can get, just just to keep right, from being sick. Right, I understand. You know that's right. not absolutely. Um, if your um, if your liver if your liver is not is not doing so well, then then that then then we have to be careful about doses for for all for all of these medications. But you might be a better candidate for one of the antibodies because um, because because the antibodies. Um, are are specific to the white blood cell, and they're and they're probably a bit less likely to affect your liver. So, gotcha. So tell us, Doc, what's on, what's new on the horizon? Because I know, I know, I was told several years ago that there were probably over three hundred different medications that were being tested as we speak, and I'm sure that number is even higher today. But what's new? What well, what's promising? Can you tell us anything that might make the patient um, feel, you know, excited about what's new to come? Well, the, well, the uh, uh, I think uh, one thing that one thing that's on the horizon is some is something that we probably that, that we probably talked about before. And that's that's bone marrow transplant. You know, bone, you know, there, there's there are still some studies um, on um, on bone marrow transplant and um, and stem cell tra- and stem cell transplantation. Um, you know, esen- essentially, essentially, what happens is you you ki- you you kill the immune system and then you and then you start and then you restart it by by um, by using stem by using stem cells. You reset the immune system. And by resetting the immune system, um, the um, the immune system kind of forgets how to attack the myelin. So that's so that's one thing that's being that's being worked on. Um, there's there's something else. There's something else called called uh, again. It's another mouthful, but bear with me. Bruton tyrosine kinase, or, or we call it BTK. Oh boy. <laughs> um, this is. That's a little easier. It's a mouthful, okay. and the and the the idea is by is by not killing the immune cells, but the, um, but tell, but telling them to telling them to relax, and specifically in the central nervous system. So this so this is a this is a more specific therapy. 
so those so those are so those are things are um, on the horizon, and of, and of course there continues to be a lot of work in other adjunct air adjunct treatment in multiple sclerosis. No, there's you know there's there's a lot of debate surrounding vitamin oh, D. Well, well, let me say this because I know we're running out of time, and we're excited. Of course, first of all, Dr. Richardson, for those of you who may not know, is um, a member of our board, the Kim Sellers Foundation, that has been so from day one and been very, very loyal and knowledgeable and, and, and helpful to us as we learn every day about MS and how it changes. We are definitely working on a seminar coming up here in April, and I know, Doc, you had agreed to, of course, join us, as you always do, um, for that for that seminar. Then hopefully he'll be able to share more information and go even more in depth about these medications. And I'm just giving some, um, giving us some ideas of what's out there and what's again on the horizon as it relates to medications. We thank you so much, Dr. Richardson, for joining us. Of course, we'll chat again. But those of you, don't forget to uh, check out our website again. It's Kim Sellers. Foundation.org. That's K Y M S E L L E R S. Foundation.org. Wherever you get your podcast, this is where you know how you can find the Living Strong Podcast. My name is Kim Sellers again. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time. Mm-hmm.